God be with you. So we are three weeks into Advent. We just have one more to go. And we've been saying all month that Advent isn't just kind of what those cheap calendars make it out to be, where you get really bad chocolates every day and you kind of count down to Christmas. Uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit deeper. It's a bit more spiritual than that. For us here in the church, Advent is that time that we set aside to do what we have to do to show up on Christmas morning and embrace everything that Christmas is. Because that's the thing to remember, isn't it? That Christmas isn't just something we celebrate, as Liz pointed out. It's a reminder about a fundamental truth about our world. That God is here with us and for us, transforming everything into something new. And because it's that, Christmas really is this invitation to get in on the action. To arrive at the manger ready to join in with that spirit that, that is making all things new. And saying, here I am, what needs to be done, let's do this. And all throughout Advent, so far we've been using our brand new and now famous nativity scene uh, to do just that. Yeah, absolutely, please. So we were in the Herald on Saturday. Tomorrow, for you CTV fans, we'll be on the news at some point. And then Global's coming. So the only one we have yet to really get in on is CBC. And so, so if any of you have any connections to the morning or afternoon programs, make some plugs. You know, get those guys down here so they can see the great work uh, that Larry has done. Yeah, just, 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 just troll them on Twitter. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. You have, you have, you have my permission during the sermon to do that. But what we've been doing throughout Advent is using this scene, and we're asking what each and every character in this story uh, tells us about how do we show up at Christmas? What do they tell us about the posture, the attitude, the disposition, the mindset that we need to have come Christmas morning? What do we need to do now in order to get in on the action then? So we've already looked at the shepherds. We looked at Mary and Joe. Uh, and this morning we look at these guys, the Magi. Now some of us may be familiar with the story, but it goes something like this. Next slide, please, Don. Later, after Jesus was born and the shepherds had left, wise men came from the east following a star that told them a new king had been born. They stopped to ask King Herod for directions to this new king, but sensing he wanted to kill the child, they did not tell him what they knew. When they finally found the place the star was leading them to, there they discovered a young child, and they kneeled down and worshipped him, giving him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then they left, leaving in a different way than they came. Now, typically, when we hear about these characters, we hear that there's three of them and that they are kings. But all of that developed after the story had actually been written. What Matthew calls them is magi, uh, which is essentially these non-Jewish wisdom seekers. They would be people who were always looking for a deeper understanding of life, people who would look to the stars for signs of what's happening in the universe, People who would always strive to be open to the idea that anything is possible. 
and therefore they'd always work to be open, to be ready, to grow, change, and become. And I think Larry captures that idea so well in how he represents the Magi. In the middle, he's got Michael Franti, who is a musician, a poet, and an activist. He's got Roberta Bondar, an explorer of the cosmos. And he's got an indigenous chief, an elder and a seeker of wisdom from a different tradition. And it's these kinds of people who show up at the manger. Now, why do they show up? We're told that they saw a star in the sky. This star that told them a new king was being born. And so they see the star, they head out. Maybe they go together, maybe they meet up along the way. We don't know. But what we are told is where they come from. Far in the east. Now, we could take this quite literally. You can hear it that way, that will work. But we can go a bit further with it because the writers of this story are trying to make a very uh, deep and important point by giving us this little bit of info. To say someone was coming from far in the east wasn't just geographical. It's to say that they were coming from somewhere completely different. It's to say, as we say back home, you know, they weren't from around here. It was to say they are not us. The Magi were others. They were outsiders. They were from a totally different worldview, practice, and tradition. They weren't Jewish. They weren't Middle Eastern. They did not know what a Messiah or a Christ was. Everything about Christmas, all its hopes, its expectations, its meanings, all its language and imagery, it would have been brand new to them. Because all they knew was that a star was shining, and that meant something to them, something reverent, something deep. It had a weight to it. And so they took off, traveling maybe a year or two, leaving behind everything that they knew, moving across half of the then-known world, entering into this land that was completely foreign, and doing it all in this attempt to chase down and experience this new thing that was happening in the world. And they finally show up. And all we're told is that they gave some gifts, they bow down to little toddler Jesus, and then they left in a different way than they came. So with their story in mind, the question we're asking is, what do they tell us about how to show up at Christmas? What do those particular people tell us here today but what we need to do to show up at the manger ready to embrace what Christmas truly means. Now, there's lots of ways we could answer that. But I think there's one thing that the Magi offer us that nobody else in this story could do as well as they do. And it's one of those spiritual lessons that's going to sound super easy, but is so freaking hard and so incredibly important. So what do they tell us about showing up? They tell us that we have to show up open. And that's a really hard thing to do, isn't it? Because it's hard to be people who show up ready to experience and embrace something new. I mean, the alternative is just so easy, isn't it? It's so easy to be closed off. 
It's so easy to be people with set ideas of this is what I believe and this is how it works and this is what it means and this is what's right and this is what's proper. Whether we're talking about Christmas or anything else for that matter. It's just so comfortable to think that this is how it is. This is the box that I live and work within. Because we never have to be challenged. We never have to think or feel too much. We never have to be surprised or shocked. We never have to feel lost. We never have to sweat. It's so easy because it's just so neat and tidy. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You know that kind of existence? But here's the thing about that. And this is where the challenge kicks in. As people trying to be alive and human in the world. As people who are trying to find life that's true and deep and meaningful the kind of life that's lined up with what Jesus is all about. Here's the thing that we have to remember. Nothing good, nothing reverent, nothing real in life is ever neat and tidy. Whether we're talking about relationships, whether we're talking about money or justice or politics, especially talking about faith and spirituality, nothing is ever neat and tidy. It's always going to be messy and complicated. There's always going to be attention to it. And our job is not to swing to one side or the other trying to get rid of the tension. That's not the spiritual task. The task, rather, is to do the hard work of learning to live within the tension, of recognizing that life is just going to be uncomfortable and messy sometimes. And our job is not to try to escape it, but how to live fully within it. And here's where that lesson from the Magi kicks in. When we arrive at Christmas in two weeks, we're invited to leave behind the neat and tidy and step into that attention by arriving open. Instead of staying at home, instead of staying rooted in wherever we are, instead of staying closed off, we're invited to be brave and bold and leave all of that behind so we can show up ready to experience something new and something different. We're told to show up ready to be pulled into what God is doing in this world, to have everything flipped upside down. We're told to be ready to be challenged and inspired by what we experience so that we can, just like the Magi did, leave different. Yes, leave full of the warm fuzzies. That would be nice. But that line about leaving different might just be the most important line in the whole Christmas story. Because Christmas should cause us to leave different. If we don't leave Christmas differently, we're not doing Christmas right. We have to show up ready and willing to be transformed by what we see and what we experience. Transformed by this news that God is doing something new in our lives and our world. That we're not alone. That God is with us and for us. This world is not one of darkness and despair, but one of life and hope. If that doesn't change us, we have some serious questions to ask. What questions does that news open up for us? What things does that cause us to rethink? How does that cause us to see people differently? How does this cause us to see ourselves differently? It should cause us to leave different. 
So the question the Magi have for each one of us is what do you have to do this Advent to show up open? What are you doing now to discover something new and challenging about Christmas? What do the truths about Christmas, that God is here with us and for us, cause you to rethink? What needs to be shaken up in your world? What mess do you need to embrace? So those are the questions for you to rumble with this week. And as we wrestle with them and our answers begin to rise up, let's, let's try to be daring by owning them. Let's be courageous. Let's do the work. Let's be a church that takes Christmas seriously and not be in this for the cookies and the carols, but be in this because this is world and life-changing news. That God is here, not up there, here, reclaiming everything and everyone as God's own. And our job is to say yes to getting in on that action, leaving here ready to do our part, to making this world one where everyone has enough and everyone has a place. So as we sing this next hymn, this is the work that we need to do as we sing it. Because this next song, is, if it's anything, it's, it's an invitation. It's to say, yes, we need Christmas because we need that new world. We need that good news. And we can't sing this if we're not going to mean it and not show up at Christmas morning open and ready to do the work of getting in on what God is doing in this world. So I invite you to stand up. And take a moment.